Nick Austin, and on this edition of the podcast, Stephen sits down to talk to union workers that are on strike, but not necessarily the union workers you're thinking about. That's right, even though a lot of attention has been paid to the UAW strike against the big three automakers, it's not even the oldest ongoing strike that's happening right now. That's because back in mid-September, over a thousand members with Blue Cross Blue Shield, UAW members that work for Blue Cross Blue Shield, went on strike mostly claims and customer service roles, but they have a lot of demands. What's exactly at issue? Why are they on strike? And how are negotiations going? Steven sat down with Derek Jackson, the vice president of UAW Local 2500, as well as Andante Valentine, the joint programs liaison for the local, to discuss their take on why their members are on strike and what they hope to accomplish with these labor negotiations. For the last few weeks, we have been talking an awful lot about the United Auto Workers strikes at the Detroit Three Automakers. And that's for really good reason. The UAW has about 150,000 members who work for some of the largest companies in Michigan, including Stellantis, Ford, and General Motors. For a long time, residents in the city of Detroit, southeast Michigan, and to an extent, the entire state of Michigan have had their destinies entwined with those companies. But the UAW is, of course, not the only union here in Michigan. And the members of the UAW that work for the auto companies don't even make up all of the members in the union. They're certainly not the only ones on strike right now. In mid-September, more than 1,000 UAW members with Blue Cross Blue Shield went on strike. Those workers mostly operate in claims and customer service roles, and right now they've got a lot of demands. They want an end to tiered work. That's something that should be familiar. That's something they're talking about in the auto strike as well. Uh, they want to end the outsourcing of jobs at Blue Cross Blue Shield, and they want increased pay and enhanced retiree benefits, issues that are also uh, on the table in the auto strikes. So how did we get to this situation in the first place? What do these workers expect that they will get out of this strike? And what kind of deal are they hoping they will get with uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, of course, to continue their work into the future? A little later in the hour, we're going to talk about yet another labor issue that is unfolding here in Metro Detroit. There was a vote to strike that recently passed at uh, Detroit's three casinos. Workers there who are represented by the Teamsters will go on strike mid-month if they do not get new contracts with the three casinos that we have in the city. But before we get there, we want to talk with Derek Jackson, who is the vice president of UAW Local 2500. He's taking part in negotiations with Blue Cross Blue Shield on behalf of his fellow members, and he joins now to share his perspective on the strike. Derek, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Steve, Stephen. Uh, thank you for having me. Sure. Appreciate it. Also, a note, uh, Detroit Today reached out 
to Blue Cross Blue Shield, our producers did, for comment, and they sent a statement. They said, on September 12th, after weeks of continuous negotiations over a new collective bargaining agreement, the United Auto Workers Union walked away from the bargaining table and went on strike at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Uh, also, a heads up that there are some employees here at WDET who are part of the UAW. They are not on the same contract that's being negotiated with the auto companies or with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Okay, so Derek, let's start with that statement that Blue Cross sent to us about what's going on there. They say that after weeks of negotiations over this bargaining agreement, yeah, the union just got up uh, and left. Uh, tell us tell us why uh, the UAW is on strike there. Yes, uh, the narrative that the company is, is painting that we walked away uh, is uh, inaccurate. Uh, we had we t- decided to take a stand at that point because our negotiations were not being productive towards any type of meaningful solution towards the the reduction of outsourcing of our jobs, job security, being able to retire, uh, workers after 2009 being able to retire with health care. As we know, as everyone knows, or most people know, that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is a healthcare company, which purports purports to, uh, you know, care about its members' health and the health of the community. And we think it is an outright disgrace that this company has uh, made the decision to eliminate. Uh, retiree health care for those employees who will retire in the future. Mm. So uh, let's talk about the workers who are on strike, the kind of work they do, and the kind of contract they have. I mentioned in the open that one of the issues on the table is tiered work. Uh, and that's something that, that anyone who's paying attention to the auto strikes would be familiar with. But I'm not sure everybody always understands what that looks like. So, so explain Absolutely. what the what the work conditions are like there at Blue Cross. Uh, well, we represent customer service is the most populated job. Customer service representatives and also claims. Uh, so those in, individuals who process claims uh, during the uh, two thousand eight uh, recession, the crisis, housing crisis, uh, when the big three were in jeopardy of all going, or at least two of them were in jeopardy of going down, Those that issue also would have affected Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan as the UAW is Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan's number one customer. So if the autos had went down, then we would have went down. So during that time, the workers made concessions um, and a, a, a tier was created, the same as the autos. In 2019 negotiations, we were able to eliminate the pay disparities and the tiers, but we were not able to come to an agreement or fully eliminate the differences between having no retiree health care and also the disparity in sick time pay. Rather than it being 100%, they're at 70%, and they had to use approximately five days of their own personal time in order to before they could actually be paid. So, so uh, talk about the the other. Uh, I guess the 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 spectrum of issues that are on the table. It's not just tiered work, and and what's most important, I guess, to 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 the yeah. workers. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yes. Well, I would say, honestly, the most important thing is being able to have a job in the future. Uh, over the last 10 years or so, our workforce, the bargaining unit workforce, has been reduced by roughly 60 percent. So we've, um, while at the same time, outsourcing um, has ramped up by about the same amount of time. That outsourcing is of, of a Michigan company outsourcing its work to uh, companies, low paid companies outside of the state, as well as the insult of outsourcing customer service jobs to other countries. So these are the things that we know we have to take a stand on. We know that as the UAW being the number one customer, it, it is a, a shame that this company would actually then attack, humiliate, um, micromanage, disrespect the UAW members and also reducing them while at, at the same time offering no commitment. As a matter of fact, they outright reject uh, any type of proposal that we make that will even limit, remotely limit outsourcing. So those are some of our our major, major sticking um, points here. Mm -hmm. And we're really taking a stand. And, and just back to your earlier question in terms of walking away from the bargaining table, uh, Blue Cross gave us their last final and best offer. They said, here, take this, take this contract and take it to your members. Take it or leave it is what they basically said. And we did not feel that that was a contract that was worthy to go and take in front of our members to vote on. So so I, I know it's always sensitive when you're in the middle of negotiations about talking about what is on the table. Can you give us any idea of what was short in that in that contract that you felt like you couldn't even take uh, to your members was were there specific things that you can talk about that just weren't weren't good enough? Uh, yes. Um, so one of them is when you look at the pay structure, um, what we call the uh, progression wage progression. Mm -hmm. So currently, um, it takes about twenty years to get to max pay in whatever classification you're in. That is absolutely unacceptable. You can be here for. Uh, I've been at uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan for 16 years, and I personally am still not at my top of my wage scale. Mm -hmm. That that's is a absolutely, long time. Yeah. that's a very long time to be at that, you know, so we're we're working to really uh, reduce that, um, that time that it takes because no one who puts in this hard work here should wait that long in order to be able to reach the pinnacle of whatever classification that they work in. Yeah. Uh, in. In 2022, in fact, the CEO of Blue Cross, Stan Lepp, made $17 million, which is quite a bit of money, and, and it's not unusual among CEOs here in Metro Detroit of, you know, of, of big companies. But uh, give us a sense, I guess, of the difference between that and what you're describing about not just the time that people have to work to reach max pay uh, in, in, in the places where uh, the people you represent are working, but also what the pay looks like. Uh, it, it, what, what kinds of wages are people making in these jobs? Uh, well, so as you know, as we all know, we uh, suffered through a devastating pandemic uh, Customer service reps were not allowed to work from home, so we came to work every single day. Um, the starting rate for a customer service rep 
was $18 or is currently $18 and 55 cents. So those are some of the things that I think that we came to the table with. And I believe that the company at least had that understanding that in order for them to be competitive, that they had to wait, raise up these wages, but those were very stagnant wages. Um, uh, those were wages in which we, uh, members were not being retained by the company who would quit. Um, also, some of the other issues that we talk about that are not necessarily contractual issues, but it's discussion points is how members are being treated. The bargain unit is treated in a sense like a second class uh uh, employee at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, hmm. so we're we're looking we're looking forward to making some very substantial uh, gains in our wages, and we're confident that we're going to accomplish that. We're not confident that the company is willing to bend on outsourcing retirement uh, health care and also reducing the gap between uh, the legacy employees and the newer and hires. The newer, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm talking with Derek Jackson, uh, who is vice president of UAW Local 2500. We're talking about the strike that is taking place at Blue Cross Blue Shield by members of that union who mostly work in customer service and the call centers. Um, we want to hear from you during the conversation as well. We've been talking a lot about labor here on Detroit today because of the Detroit Three auto strikes. Today, we're taking a look at some other unions who are either in the middle of work actions or are considering them. Are you somebody who works for Blue Cross? Uh, what are the things that you want out of this strike and uh, expect to get out of a new contract? What are the complaints that you have with the company and what would help usher in a better work environment? Uh, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we can work you into the conversation that way. Uh, I do want to take a, a caller really quickly. Uh, Adante Valentine is the Joint Programs Liaison for UAW Local 2500. Uh, Adante, uh, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? So, uh, fill us in on on your perspective on this uh, this strike against Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, so I do believe that, um, just like Derek has stated, um, all those points are extremely valid. Um, I do believe that at this point we had no option but to strike. Um, I think people have a um, misconception of how union employees are actually treated and compensated at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan because of the status of the company. Um, as Derek has stated, our outsourcing has almost tripled since we first agreed to even, you know, do that backsourcing of work um, based on our actual contract. Outsourcing should never be more than the actual um, union or unit employees that are in the building. However, at this time, um, it's about 87% or so which is um, unreasonable. Hmm. Um, And with that being the case, in addition to them outsourcing the work, um, when it comes to the customer service areas, they then want those customer service reps in the building to assist those um, outsourced workers in doing our jobs. So it's, it's a, it's a very big disrespectful mess Hmm. that we are in right now. Um, As you stated, 
Our CEO did make $17 million last year. In comparison to the average worker at Blue Cross, barely hit $60,000 a year. Um, and that's including the BUPA bonus that we get, which is maybe 3 or 4% of what we would get on the annual. So when you look at the comparison of what our CEO, our board members, um, those VPs of our company are making compared to those who work it every day, who help maintain the name of the company, help make sure the work is done, make sure people see our faces. Um, it's disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Mm. So, so a lot of people are worried these days, a lot of workers are worried these days about the rapid changes that are taking place in the workplace because of technology. And there's real fear among auto workers, for instance, among Hollywood writers and actors even, mm -hmm. that this technology will displace them, that it will take their jobs. I, I wonder, Andante, if you can talk a little about whether that is a fear that uh, that you here in inside uh, UAW Local 2500 and whether it's something that's affecting the negotiations here. So I feel like, um, so the conversation has come up, as you know, in the last year or so, um, artificial intelligence has become rampant. Um, however, there are several things or um, intricate pieces of the job that can just cannot be done by a machine. Mm -hmm. um, the analyzing, um, looking at things to make sure the contractual language actually meets the other pieces has to be done by a person in order for it to be done effectively. Um, I do believe as um, the culture and the world changes, there's always going to be automation. Always there are going to be things that may come in to displace some employees. But with the union being there, that displacement um, is also talked about in the contract, that if those things occur, that there are other jobs that are created or that are available for employees. So they're just not out the door. Um, I think that with us being at one of the number one healthcare companies in the, in the, comp in the, in the industry, you would think that they would put things in place to make it where you wouldn't displace your employees unnecessarily. Um, hmm. We can't stop technology from, from progressing. However, there are ways to go about making sure that your employees are still safe, secure, and understand that they're not going to come to work tomorrow and not have a job because you decided to cut the fat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just make, it, it makes a big difference. And then just, again, respecting the employees and the amount of time they've given to the company. Um, as Derek stated, during the pandemic, these union employees were in the building full time. There were people in their areas who passed. While they were at work, they're out and on medical and never came back. These things were not taken into consideration to make sure the mental health and the physical well-being of these union employees was even thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Derek, I want to come back to you. Uh, one of the things that's true is when you're in negotiations uh, over a contract, uh, you're fighting to get the things that you want or need out of that contract. But then when you go on strike, you add that you're fighting to get back to work. And there's a lot of pressure that gets put on the workers themselves, of course, to walk away from jobs where they where they earned paychecks. I want to have you give us a sense of how that's playing out in this strike, the pressure to get back to work uh, and how long 
you feel members can endure that pressure in order to get a better contract? Uh, well, you know, of course, you know, a strike is uh, going to be pressure, but I will say that I'm extremely proud of our membership. Our membership as a whole was exhausted and tired. We voted over 95 percent uh, strike authorization. So um, when that call was made, uh, membership was fully in support. We do understand the pressures of it and how there are some members who are actually getting tired. You know, you get into the third week of a strike. Mm -hmm. It's very mentally and physically draining. Uh, what the good news is, is that we are back at the bargaining table as of yesterday. As a, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm in the conference room where we're so I'm in negotiations. We start our sessions today at 10 o'clock. Hmm. So we're we're confident that we're going to uh, come to an agreement. Um, however, we also recognize and let our membership know that it's agreement is not going to come without us literally taking a stand. So to any member who is listening right now, uh, stand fast, uh, you know, hold your head up high, uh, be confident, hang in there. Um, we have we we are all in this together and we're going to get what we need and what we all deserve. OK. Okay. Well, uh, Derek Jackson, Vice President of UAW Local 2500 and Andante Valentine, Joint Programs Liaison for Local 2500. It was really great to have uh, both of you here to explain the issues that uh, you have with Blue Cross and uh, how the negotiations are going. We really appreciate you being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank appreciate you. it. Detroit Today is produced by Sam Corey and Nick our technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. The assistant producer for our podcast is Maddie Boyer. Detroit Today's music is created by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Today podcast.